This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals. The information presented is for general educational purposes only and should not be used as professional medical advice or for the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions. The views and opinions expressed do not represent the views and opinions of our employer or any affiliated institution. Expressed opinions are based on scientific facts under certain conditions and subject to certain assumptions and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to the diagnosis or treatment of medical conditions or in any legal proceeding. Full terms and conditions can be found at portablebeads.com. And now onto the episode. Welcome back to Portable Pete. I'm Sam, and with me today I have Nemisha, our guest host, and we're going to be talking about abnormal uterine bleeding. So we're going to roll off with our case. Hi guys, it's Nemisha. Thanks for having me back again. Starting off with our case. A 17-year-old female with a history of migraines with aura presents for a follow-up appointment after completing treatment to abate menstrual bleeding that was ongoing for three weeks. She has a history of heavy periods that typically last at least one week, during which she has to change her tampon every two to three hours. She has no known underlying bleeding disorder. She would like to start a long-term medication that has the ability to manage her heavy menstrual bleeding and prevent pregnancy. She has never used any method of contraception before and has never been pregnant. Which of the following is the most effective and appropriate method of contraception for this patient? A. Copper intrauterine device. B. Progesterone-containing intrauterine device. C. Combined estrogen-progesterone vaginal ring, D, combined estrogen-progesterone pill, or E, regular condom use. We'll give you guys a few seconds to pause the podcast, reread the question, and go over the answer choices. Okay, guys, welcome back. The correct answer is B, Progesterone-containing intrauterine device, or IUD. Now, Sam will start going over some of the answer choices. Absolutely. So answer choice A, a copper IUD. This answer is incorrect because our patient has a history of heavy menstrual bleeding, and copper IUDs can actually cause heavier and longer periods. LARCs, or long-acting reversible contraceptives, are often preferred in teenagers due to their ease of use, effectiveness, and long duration of action. Copper IUDs lead to fewer than 0.8 pregnancies per 100 woman years, and they can be in place for up to 10 years. Additionally, they avoid the use of hormones. This is especially useful because estrogen is contraindicated in this patient due to her history of migraines with aura. However, she explicitly asked for a form of contraception that would manage her heavy bleeding, not potentially make it worse. Of note, copper IUDs are a great choice for postcoital emergency contraception, unlike any of the other options. Do you want to take us through answer choice B and why that one's the correct one? Yes. So the correct answer is a progesterone-containing intrauterine device, or IUD, because it is both an effective form of contraception and can lead to amenorrhea. The Mirena IUD specifically has an effectiveness of pregnancy reduction down to 0.2 pregnancies per 100 women years and has been shown in studies to reduce menstrual bleeding, leading to amenorrhea in 20% of women at one year. Other progesterone IUDs may do so as well, but have not been specifically studied for this purpose. This method also does not contain estrogen, which would be contraindicated in our patient. A progesterone-containing implant, such as a Nexplanon, would also be an ideal option if presented, as it has a higher effectiveness, 
0.05 pregnancies only per 100 women years, and 22% of women achieve amenorrhea at one year. However, the menstrual response is a little bit more unpredictable. The benefit is that an explanon would be implanted in the arm instead of placed in the patient's uterus. It is important to remember that not only should the form of contraception meet the medical needs of the patient, but also the level of comfort, as many teenagers prefer arm implants to IUDs. Sam, do you want to go through and talk about vaginal rings? Yeah. So answer choice C, combined estrogen and progesterone vaginal ring, is wrong for multiple reasons. So first of all, it contains estrogen, which is contraindicated in this patient as we discussed earlier. Second, the effectiveness of the ring is about nine pregnancies per 100 woman years, which is much less effective than an IUD or an implant. Third, while combined hormonal contraception is the initial treatment of choice for patients with heavy menstrual bleeding, if it's not contraindicated, it is not shown to cause amenorrhea. So this would be a good option if it were not contraindicated in our patient and if she wanted regular periods that were lighter than her typical menses. As with any of the options, it is recommended to use a second form of contraception at the same time, such as a male condom, and becomes especially important given the higher failure rate. Do you want to walk through answer choice D and why that one's incorrect? Yes. Answer choice D is the combined estrogen-progesterone pill, and it's incorrect for similar reasons to the estrogen-progesterone ring. While combined oral contraceptive pills are first-line therapy for adolescents with heavy menstrual bleeding who are not known to have any bleeding disorder, they are contraindicated in this patient with a migraine with aura. They have the same effectiveness as a ring. Additionally, they require that a patient remember to take a pill every day at approximately the same time, which can be particularly difficult in adolescent patients. And they can lead to side effects such as headaches and nausea and can increase the risk of blood clots and stroke. And lastly, Sam's going to talk about a very, very important form of contraception in all teenagers. Yes. So regular condom use. We absolutely promote regular condom use in all situations. But for what this patient is looking for, it should not be her only method of birth control option. So this answer is incorrect because it has obviously no effect on menstrual bleeding. So the effectiveness is about 18 pregnancies per 100 woman years, so it is by far the least effective of the options to prevent pregnancy. However, regular condom use is recommended for all teenagers, regardless of the contraception that they choose, because it's the only way to prevent the spread of HIV and other sexually transmitted infections, aside from abstinence. It can also decrease the likelihood of pregnancy when used as a second form of birth control, and is only contraindicated in those with a latex allergy, in which case you can just use non-latex condoms. So after talking through all of those contraceptive options, it's really important to look at the patient in front of you, see if there are any contraindications, and then absolutely take into account any patient preferences to select the best form of contraception for them. So that's all we got for this case. Please feel free to email us at portablepeds at gmail.com with any feedback that you have. We always love to hear from you. And next week, Liz and Amisha will be talking about the female athlete triad. So until next time, have a great week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>